Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Pam Ivishi. I think I butchered that a little bit, but she is the founder of Spiritual Springboard and author of the book, Spiritual Springboard, Your Guide to Knowing God Personally. Pam, how you doing? I am doing good. Awesome. How are you? I am also doing good. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. Thanks for, I'm sorry, I say that. I just want to tell you, thank you for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, no, of course. We love to have you on and we're excited to hear about you and your dreams and goals. So let's jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I am, uh, I'm an older lady with a, a kids, all millennials. I got a bunch of four millennial kids and we moved to Nashville, Tennessee about five years ago because we love music. So that's one of the things I love to do in my spare time is the artistic side of music, especially the singer songwriter nights. And then I'm a big outdoorsy girl. So anything active, being outside, I'm all about that. So those are some of the things that I enjoy doing. Awesome. I love it. Tell us a little bit about what Spiritual Springboard is and yes. about your book. Okay, um, Spiritual Springboard is kind of, um, it's, I, the book is titled Spiritual Springboard, but it's more about a whole um, way of living to where you are interacting with the higher power um, intimately and personally. So all of this stuff that I teach and talk about is giving people tools to grow in their relationship with God and I like to say from moving into belief into an actual personal experience of him and his divinity so that's kind of what I'm about gotcha gotcha and is the book and the company kind of doing the same thing like all getting that interaction with the higher power to another level yes and to um a lot of it a lot of my, my, I'm getting ready to do a second book too, but it's kind of a continual journey. Like we talk about, you know, the journey of healing or the journey of, you know, your success as far as your career, but this is the same thing. It's a journey on your spiritual path. And um, it's kind of like an unfolding journey. So as you begin to use some simple tools um, that I share, it leads you into more and more and more. It's kind of just an unfolding process of, um, how I like to say inner healing of the soul. Um, so you can start experiencing God more fully. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Tell us a bit about your motivation and what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Yeah. I, my motivation may, mainly is to help people transform their pain and suffering, um, so that they can live the life they're created to live. Um, I'm very, I guess I'm kind of somewhat energy sensitive. And so when I see and know about people suffering and to going through my own pain and suffering, um, 
I recognize now that even though there's pain and suffering in the world, it doesn't have to be as intense or as life altering as what we a lot of times allow it to be um, simply because of a little bit of a shift in perspective. So I just, you know, trying to ease the pain and suffering and bring more love into the world is what um, gets me going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you do this typically one-on-one? Is it a group thing? Tell us a bit about um, how it works. Yeah, um, I can do it one or one-on-one. Um, I also like to do speak to groups, um, teach them. I was a high school teacher as my main job most of my life in health, health and wellness. So I incorporated it a lot with my health and wellness. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, um, so I incorporated that with um, into like large groups and stuff like that, teaching in the simple tools so that um, people could start learning how to use those for themselves. And I think a lot of times I'm kind of going off track here, but a lot of times when we think of like self-help kind of modalities and things like that, um, they're all great and all beneficial. But if the person goes home and doesn't have a tool to apply it, you know, whenever the next time they're feeling oh, down or whatever's going on in their life and they just have to keep coming back to the practitioner or to whatever, it really doesn't serve them. So I like to kind of think of myself as teaching a man how to fish um, rather than just giving, giving the fish out every day. I love that. Biblical. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, take us into your vision for your company and your book and your life in general. Okay. Um, My vision pretty much is to um, kind of get my books published in a bigger market because I just have self-published. So I would like to see those um, maybe take off and be get to more, more people's hands so that the information could be shared more widespread. So that's one thing. And my other vision is to hold healing events. Um, and kind of what I see is maybe traveling around, kind of like the old days, you think of like an evangelist or something like that, but um, a little bit different because I don't necessarily stay in the box of religion. So what I teach is all personal experience and that um, it doesn't have to be, you know, religion has good points, but it also hint in my experience, it has, it has hindered my life and my, um, personal journey. So I kind of step out the box of step outside the box of religion and open my mind and try to get other people to open their mind up. So I'd like to maybe do a road show or whatever you would call it. Um, but maybe take it, you know, to people where they are in different cities. I love that. And what do you imagine these healing events looking like? Um, I would like them to look like a kind of, here's what I kind of do. I remind them of who they are and this life that they're living, this imposter life they're living is really not their own. It has been created through programming and, um, you know, all that stuff. And so I like to remind them who they really are on the inside and remind them that life doesn't have to be maybe as, as much of a struggle as the way we put it. 
and then go into start teaching them how to apply some tools and then actually do some healing work where I lay hands on and uh, see what God has to give, give out and then teach them how to hold the healing because that's really a big deal. Um, a lot of people get healed, but then they go back and they pick up um, their junk that they're supposed to leave behind. So the healing can't hold. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about holding that healing and what it really looks like. So, <laughs> Um, well, really what that looks like is a lot of, I'm kind of, tell me if I go too deep here, but every, ex, this is what I've learned is that everything that's not going on so great in our life is a result of the unhealthiness of our soul. So if we can start recognize as the argument with our spouse or the job loss or the financial problem, even on the worldly plane they're not so great but that's our soul trying to get our attention as to something that we need to be that needs to be healed within us so when we're able to take a pause and start healing that soul then um we we kind of start our light starts growing and we get a little bit more intimate connection to god i like to kind of say we're resurrecting jesus or if you're not a Jesus person, resurrecting love, because that's really what it's all about. As we heal, um, we become a reflex of love and a reflex of righteousness instead of the striving to be loving, the striving to be good, stuff like that. I don't know if I just answered your question or not. <laughs> you did a I little bit. A, I got off, what was your, I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent there. Tell us a bit more specifically about how after somebody's healed in that initial space, they can. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just got off on my explain. So why I was explaining that was because um, what a use they have healing. It's so easy to go backwards. So for an example, I'll use myself. So one of the things that I had to heal within my soul was playing small. And so once I recognized and how I recognized it was people in authority would kind of browbeat, browbeat me and I would always cower down. So that would happen to me in my jobs, in my relationships, and I would just always, you know, cower down and play small. But eventually when I started becoming aware of my soul healing, I recognized I needed to speak up and stand up to the people who were trying to push me down. So as I did that, um, I started getting healing and those kind of people kind of left my space. But what happens is whenever someone strong shows up in my space again, I have a choice now as to whether I'm going to cower down again or to keep using my voice. So a lot of times when we don't hold the healing, we are going and picking up the old self that is the meek, the, you know, the one that keeps their mouth shut kind of person. So that's just a kind of an example of something that I've gone through. What are some things that people can do consistently to prevent themselves from going back to pick up their old self? Going, but that's a great question. The number one thing is, and this is so important because we can't do it on our own, 
because most of the patterns of behavior we've been doing for 10, 15, 20, or 30 years. So it's only through the strength of a personal relationship with a higher power that it allows us to overcome that knee-jerk reaction from our past. And eventually what I've recognized happens with myself, the more we move forward with our higher power help us out, the um, to not all to be washed away out of our um, soul and our subconscious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so when you are telling people how to get connected with that higher power, God, in yes. your context, Jesus Christ, yes. Yes. what are you telling them to do or feel or experience? Like, what are the steps people can do to build that relationship with God? Yeah, well, great, real things. The one, the one thing I like to just teach them right from the get-go is to try to disappear a cloud. And that might sound crazy to you, but I, I teach them that they have a whole spiritual team available to them. And all they have to do is ask for assistance um, because if you don't ask, you don't receive. So my mentor taught me that the very first thing she said, I want you to go out and disappear a cloud. So basically all you do is you go outside on a cloudy day or when the clouds are out, you pick a cloud in the sky and you just ask for help disappearing that cloud. And you just sit there and you watch and that cloud will disappear before your very eyes. So just in something as simple as that, um, it makes, it's like, oh my gosh, I am, and it gives you that feeling that you are important and it puts you in touch with that spiritual realm that we so often overlook. Um, that's one simple thing. Another is to just ask for a sign whenever you're having to make a decision or um, you know, just want to know if spirit hears you or whatever, asking to receive a sign is another great way to start interacting. And it's kind of through those small little steps, simple little steps like that, that your faith actually becomes experiential so that um, it just moves you into you and help you on a day-to-day -day basis. So those are just two small little simple things, yeah. but there's others, there's others, but those are the two beginning steps. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now or one or two types of people that you could meet right now to really help you take the next step towards getting those healing events up and off the ground and getting your books published into a bigger market, who would those people be and how would they help you? Okay. Number one would be a great publisher. And I struggled a long time not knowing exactly who my target audience was because I wasn't necessarily talking on religion. So, but I have realized that my target publisher would be someone with a Christian background because that's just kind of where my roots are. So I would, a Christian publisher or publishing house would be great to get in touch with um, to promote my books. And other people I would love to get in touch with would be people who have, um, where I could have speak, you know, who need a speaker, a motivational 
uplifting, encouraging speaker to teach people these simple tools and to teach them about the importance of healing from the inside out. So those are the two types of people. If we're going famous, probably like um, a Joyce Meyer or a um, Joel Olstein, because they're a little bit, they walk, they walk in their religious, but they're not, you know, way religious. Those would be a couple of people. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you have any other ideas for me? Those are the ones that I've thought of, you know, that comes to mind. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And if there were one or two things that everyday people could do to help you really accomplish those dreams, how would they help you? They could help me just by click, clicking on to my website, maybe like on, on Facebook, at Spiritual Springboard on Facebook, watching my videos, liking them, um, promoting, you know, passing them on on social media. That would be a great benefit. Um, they read my blog. I have, I have a blog also on spiritual springboards to do the same thing. Um, and uh, that, that would be awesome. If I want to donate to a future tent or van to travel me around, that would be great too. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. Um, well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. So our first okay. question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. And the Bible's already up there. So yeah, yeah, no, that's not actually, it's called the game of life by Florence Chauvel Shin. That's the book. It's an awesome book. I would recommend everybody reading it. Okay. And why that book? Um, it was a book that came into my life when I was kind of struggling and just the content of it. And she also shared tools. Um, it just shifted my whole perspective of life and was just a big game changer for me. I love that. I love that. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Oh, gosh. The one way I like to take care of myself is getting out in nature. Just if I'm outside, it just lifts my spirits whether it's going for a jog, playing tennis or golf or anything, even walk, hiking in the woods. I'm a big fan of that. Love it. Love it. And what is one action step you could take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to really meet that great Christian publisher or find people who need a motivational speaker? Um, to go, go, basically put, go out on, online and start searching fully because things like that but I haven't really reached out to um, a lot of people who might need speakers um, so I think if I start doing more of that that would be very beneficial yeah yeah absolutely and so is your ideal speaking venue a church a self-improvement seminar like what's your ideal speaking venue? yeah I guess my ideal probably would be um it'd be a it really could be both but probably a church just because I talk about God now if the self-improvement seminar is open to talking about a higher power I'd be all about that but I know I've been some to some self-improvement places that they don't include that in any of their um in any of their lingo so that's to me that is where the it's, that's the exponential factor 
of all healing and all self-improvement. Yeah. Is that where people are open to having that peace be their guiding force. That's where I would thrive in my speaking. I love it. I love it. Well, I have one more question for you. And this question is going to require yeah. some pretext. Is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. So you know how there are people in life who really have a fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept change and aren't willing to accept help. And sometimes yeah. they die like that. And that's mm -hmm. just their life. And then there are people who mm -hmm. are like that and change to so accepting help, accepting change, and kind of a growth mindset. What would you say is the catalyst that mm -hmm. brings people to that change? To, I would say the catalyst for most people's change is that the fear of staying where they are is greater than the fear of change. Mm -hmm. So whatever is going on in their life, the discomfort, the discord, the disease, that is like, you know, pushing them to change because the fear of staying in that hamster wheel situation um, is more, you know, uncomfortable than the uncomfortable part of change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what do you think stops people from getting to that point where the fear of staying where they are is greater than the fear of change? I would say it's because of comfort and attachment. Because, I mean, I've done it. Most people do it. You get comfortable in your surroundings and whatever's going on. And even if it's bad, you know, the comfort is, uh, and attached to people, places, things, you know, you, we see so many people who hate their job, but yet they're so attached to maybe the money that it brings in or stuff like that. So just that attachment about the money, um, will, you know, will make them work a job for their whole life that they actually hate. And, you know, they don't really actually ever thrive in their professional life. Yeah. So those yeah. would be the two things I would say. I feel that. Well, awesome. Pam, is there anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? Oh, man. Well, I just think it's all. Well, I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about how your 120 clients are going. Are yeah. you almost there? No. Yeah, awesome. I am not almost there. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, and that's, hey, because I think if you set a goal, that's just as important as if you reach it. Because if you never set it, I'm sure you probably sold more houses selling setting that goal than if you would have sold you know without setting the goal you know it's actually really funny and i think this is really important about dreams and goals so i set that goal when i i set that goal based on other people's kind of vision for my life like mm -hmm. i never actually wanted to sell houses i sold houses because other people thought it was a reasonable way into the field okay and so I started trying to sell houses, get clients. And, you know, I had some clients that I was working with and stuff that I could have sold and done. And, you know, I even have people talking to me now about wanting to sell their house. And I'm just like, this is so far out of line with who I am. And so I've just dropped it. I like don't sell houses anymore. <laughs> Yay. Well, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. This, this, 
I think that's I think that's great because this is like what are the, when we were talking about like what's the breaking point for people to change. I know that right there is huge. When you realize you're living somebody else's dream and it's not your own, that's a big turning point because then you're like, okay, let's get back to me. Let's figure out who I am and let's do me. Yeah. You know, instead of listening to what people want you to do. So that's Absolutely. great that you had the fourth the foresight to do that. Yeah, I actually did an energy audit and I wrote down the things that gave me energy and wrote down the things that drained energy. And the only thing that really gave me energy that I was doing in my life was talking to people about their dreams and goals, which I was doing on the podcast like once a month, maybe because the podcast wasn't uh -huh. really consistent back then. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'm just going to focus on this if this is the thing that gives me energy and I'm going to find a way to do this every day. And now I do it every day. <laughs> so, um, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I must just... have been watching your old podcast because I went through and watched some of your old podcasts. I went, I didn't pay attention to the date. So, <laughs> yeah. But so sorry I'm, about that. No, you're all good. It's been really recent changes. Like I'm, I'm 22, you know, just graduated college and I decided. Yeah. In college, my whole life, I've been doing things. I've been living other people's lives. And I made a commitment to myself. I was like, when I graduate college, I'm done doing that. Like, I'm just done. Yeah. So when the realtor thing, when I realized that it was me just living other people's lives and that I didn't even want to sell houses, other people just thought it was yeah. reasonable. I was like, got to make the change. Made the change. And so. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's courageous because, I mean, it took me till I was 33 to realize I was living live in uh, someone else's life you know someone else's dream so way to go yeah you're, you're ahead of the game at 22 <laughs> <So> awesome <laughs> yeah no I appreciate it but now it's like my my goals surround you know this podcast getting it daily and I read this book recently called who not how and mm -hmm. in the book it talks about in business a lot of people try to do stuff on their own and they're always asking themselves the question how do I do this how do I do this instead of asking themselves the question who can I partner with to help me do this? And using the who not how mentality, a lot of business owners can 10X their business. And so I'm going to focus on helping people identify their genius zone, the thing they're most passionate mm -hmm. about, and then mm -hmm. use the who not how kind of mentality and platform to build mm -hmm. systems around their genius zone so they can stay in the area that they're like, that they love to do, and then have everything uh -huh. else taken care of. So that's what I'm trying to help people do. Oh. Oh yeah, that would be, that would be great. That's a great thought process. So I know just from my own, you know, trying to do my own spiritual springboard stuff, I get what you're saying because you think you have to do it all by yourself and it becomes overwhelming when you, when you do that, where you just feel like you're spinning your wheels. So that's a very good tool to uh, help people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just trying to help small business owners and W2 workers do that. And I'm still in the real estate game. I just don't sell houses. I'm more on the investing side now. So the podcast mm -hmm. also helps with that. Yeah, well, great. Well, we're just in the middle of selling our house and trying to find somewhere to move to. I don't, I'm sure the Austin market is like the Nashville market where things are flying off the shelf and it's hard to find places to live. So that's where we are right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say Austin has slowed down a little bit, but still pretty crazy. Still pretty crazy. Is that nice? Well, nice. But okay. Well, anything else you got for me? No, no. I think I that's appreciate it. you having me on.
yeah, thanks okay, for coming well, on. The show. I appreciate it. And yeah, and I'll follow you and keep up with your dreams and uh, see who I, I can maybe support on your, off of your dream podcast. So thanks hey, so much. There we go. There we go. And if you guys are listening to this and you love what Pam had to oh. say and you guys want to contact her, the ways to do it will be in the show notes. Make sure to introduce her to that Christian publisher and, you know, just share her content, share her blog and reach out to her to see how you can help her get her that van and tent that she needs to do her um, traveling shows and events. So Pam. Yeah. My, my healing, healing road show or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <Thank you. laughs> exactly. Pam, thank you for coming on the show guys. As we always ask, send this episode to one to two people, you know, need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.